Welcome to the latest Tez Scotland podcast. I am Henry Edwards, Scotland editor at Tez, and we'll be looking at the topic of our latest long read on single-sex schools, and in particular, one school that recently ended its long history as a girls-only school. I'm joined today by Emma Seath, Tez senior reporter in Scotland. You wrote the piece. Welcome along, Emma. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Emma, just to dive straight into it, how common are single-sex schools these days? Well, as of um, August 2021, less common in Scotland now uh, and not a, not at all common, in fact. Um, Notre Dame High in Glasgow um, was the school that you were referring to there in your introduction that started to accept boys at the start of this school year. And now, as a result of that, there are no um, state-run single-sex schools in Scotland and there are just six um, mainstream single-sex private schools. Um, in terms of England, though, there are a lot more um, all-girls all um, schools. So we got the figures from the um, UK government. Uh, they said that for England, there were 566 all-girls state and independent schools in England in 2002. And then two decades on in 2022, there were 445 um, boys' schools are less common than girls' schools. And there are now just 362 boys' schools in England, according to latest stats. And those stats are just out earlier this month, so they're bang up to date. Bang up to date, interesting. So can you tell us a little bit more about the history of the school that you mentioned there that, the, the, in Glasgow? Well, I mean, it's a school with a long history. It was founded in 1897 as a fee-paying school for girls by the Sisters of Notre Dame. And they founded several other all-girls schools in the UK. And some of those have managed to retain their all-girls school status and others like the Notre Dame High in Glasgow have um, now moved over to being co-educational schools. So that's 100, 125 years of history without, uh, you know, entirely as an all-girls school then all of a sudden this year they've started letting having boys in. How controversial was that decision to allow boys in? Was there a long lead up to it actually happening? Well, we actually went out and visited the school in 2017. So that kind of gives you a sense of, you know, sort of the build up because that was at the time where it was being discussed about whether or not the school should become co-educational. Um, there the was then, you know, there was then various you know, sort of things that came, that, that followed on from, from that um, in the sense that the local authority carried out um, a consultation to find out, you know, sort of what the public mood was um, and 40% of those who responded um, wanted the school to remain an all-girls school and 46% were in favour of it going co-educational. So you can see that it's it was quite tight. Um, again, when I spoke to a parent in 2017, when it was, you know, the change was being mooted, um, her, she was in favour of the school going co-educational, a local parent, and her reasoning behind it was that she hadn't actually really realised that by opting for Catholic education for her then primary age children, that they that you know, she had a girl and she had a boy that, and she hadn't realized that they would eventually end up attending different schools so her daughter would have attended Notre Dame and then her son would have attended a mixed Catholic school which in their case was St Thomas Aquinas which you know is located a little bit further afield so she didn't want the siblings separated and she didn't want the extra pressure of having to coordinate two drop-offs um, when they reached high school age but then of course there was another, another argument for retaining the all-girls school status um, and that was really interesting. And it was noted in the consultation documents that um, a lot of um, a lot of young people in the families um, who 
placing requested into the school when it was an all-girls school came from Black and minority ethnic communities. And so when I visited in 2017, um, I was speaking to some pupils and one girl said to me during that visit that her parents had chosen the school because in Islam, education is compulsory for children, but socialising and mixing with the opposite gender is discouraged. And so her parents had opted for Notre Dame because it allowed her to get her education, but in a single sex, you know, sort of environment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that debate was obviously history now. The, 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 the decision has been made. Boys are now in uh, Notre Dame High School and Glasgow. Um, but I should explain in the piece, it's, uh, they're going to gradually appear from the, the you know first year and uh, each first year intake will, will take on boys until they're and you know, at each stage of education within the school. So, how how has that first year of co-ed education gone, and how many boys actually are we talking about in the school in the in the first year? I think that that's a really important point to to remember is that it's a school of roughly 750 pupils and boys are still very much in the minority. So it's going to be this gradual process, um, taking in every year, taking in more every year, taking in more boys and gradually working their way through the school from S1 right the way through up until S6. So at the moment, boys are um, very much the minority. 48 boys joined in S1 in August 2021. number then rose to 52 you know, sort of throughout the course of the the year who you know sort of came and joined the school you know sort of after August after the um, school year had got underway so they made up around a third of the total intake of 140 pupils and then obviously in comparison to the total size of the school they're quite a small proportion so so the transition is going to be gradual and I think that that was welcomed by the teachers and welcomed by the girls because it just gives everybody plenty of time to kind of get used to the t- change but I have to say I was you know kind of quite surprised speaking to the girls when um, I went and visited the school at how heartfelt some of their comments were you know sort of about how much they had liked their school before basically <laughs> you know how comfortable they had felt that they felt that their school was unique that they liked it when they went out to events and people realized that they were from Notre Dame mm-hmm. High and it was this strange thing because they came from this you know sort of all-girls school and that it was you know sort of unique in Scotland and one actually said that she felt that the school was kind of perfect before boys <laughs> but actually they they did all kind of come to the same conclusion at the end of the day which was that even though um um, there were boys in S1 because they were in, in their year and actually because of all the COVID restrictions, which meant that, you know, for part of the year that kids had been in bubbles, they weren't eating lunch at the same times, they didn't necessarily have breaks at the same times, you know, it wasn't really, they were they were basically, it wasn't really impacting on them. Um, and the boys themselves seemed to be really happy and to have settled in well. Um, they've kind of um, felt a bit like uh, local celebrities for a while, I think. <laughs> I you know, sort of said that it was like a game of 20 questions every day in school because the girls were so curious and they wanted to know, you know, why was it that he had um, decided to come there? But he said that things had calmed down now and the boys were really positive about their experience. And how about from the teacher's point of view? 
Yeah, so I spoke to um, two uh, long-serving teachers, one math teacher and um, a home economics teacher, um, and uh, they 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 were both saying that, that that it's just really sort of small things for them. Really, you know, instead of you know sort of getting a class's attention by saying "now, girls" or "right, girls," or when they're talking to somebody mm-hmm. on the phone talking about their daughter all the time, uh, you know, when they're talking to a parent, that they've you know kind of had to adapt their languages. Their, their language and you know sort of become used to kind of a more gender neutral turn of phrase right mm-hmm. folks okay then guys you know instead of but but you know they were very much hammering home this point as well that it's only 48 boys well sorry mm-hmm. now over 50 but it's only a small proportion of boys and they're only in s1 at the moment um although as they come through it, it's sort of demonstrating that the it's becoming more of a normal thing to go to notre dame because um next year boys are going to be making up approximately half of the S1 intake that comes in, in in August, you know, so after the summer holidays. So is it almost the case that the staff are saying it's it's really too early to say exactly how the school will change because we're still in, we're, 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 we're at a transitional phase where, and it'll only be five or six years from now, really, that uh, the school will have fully changed it to what it's going to be. Yeah, they, I think that they're saying that they've they've got plenty of time to get used to it, but it's going to be so gradual that you know that 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 they'll be able to you know sort of they'll be able to kind of make the change. And of course, with the school status being so unusual, it's hard to come by a teacher who mm-hmm. would only have experience in Scotland of teaching all girls. So I guess in the, they were basically saying in the same way that when they arrived at the school and they had to adapt to this all girls environment, having previously worked in a co-ed school, mm. now it's just the other way around. But mm. they were very keen to kind of retain what they saw as being the strengths of the of the school, you know, really being ambitious for their girls. You know, so I think that they, they want to retain that, uh, you know, that, that kind of nurture environment um but you know sort of obviously now for ev- for everybody for the for the girls that attend the school but also for the the boys that are coming there now and just to draw back a little bit from the this particular school can you tell us a little bit about what the research actually says about the pros and cons of single sex schools Okay, so <laughs> this is where it all gets, you know, sort of a bit, you know, kind of complicated to unpick. But generally, the argument goes that girls attain better in single sex environments, but the difference is quite small. Um, and the the argument on the other side is that co a co-ed environment is best, better for social development. These are the kind of, you know, the, the, this is the received wisdom. But so, so various different researchers have kind of tried to unpick this. And there was a paper by Professor Alan Smithers of um, the University of Buckingham Centre for Education and Employment Research. And he wanted to try and bring some clarity to the, to the situation. He did that back in 20, 2006. And he concluded that girls' schools perform better because girls generally attain more highly than boys wherever they are. Um, well, we certainly, sorry to interrupt, but we've certainly seen that just uh, as an aside in recent uh, Scottish Qualifications Authority data, um, where the gap during the COVID period actually seems to have widened between boys and girls. But sorry, I just thought I'd drop that in there. Well, no, absolutely. And mm. so, I mean, one of the reasons, for instance, that they say that um, all boys schools, you know, have decided to go co-educational and as we were kind of going through that data earlier there are less all boys schools now than there are all girls schools in England is 
because what I was hearing from the people who I was speaking to is that, well, first of all, you know, it's about bums on seats, you know, so if you open up your um, intake to, you know, sort of the other half of the population, it makes it easier to fill the places in your schools. But the other reason being, and that obviously applies to all girls schools as much as it would do to all boys schools that decide to go co-ed. But the other reason was uh, that was, you know, that people were talking to me about for all boys schools going co-ed was that it's an immediate bump up the league tables and mm-hmm. in terms of you know sort of schools in England because um you know the the, it, the higher the proportion of girls that you have the better that your school performs that's basically what um Professor Smithers was um speaking to me about um there are a few other things that you know kind of come into it as well you know so there was another piece of research that did find that girls attained better in you know single sex comprehensives but it noted that there were factors that hadn't been taken into consideration and I think that this is why it's just so complicated you know so so for instance um one of the things that they said that they hadn't taken into consideration was the ethnic mix of the students um in the schools that they looked at um, and that research said that Asian families often choose to send their daughters to single sex schools and Asian girls tend to obtain particularly good examination results. So that could explain the higher attainment. Mm-hmm. The other mm-hmm. thing is, is that parents are often opting into the all girls school. Notre Dame would have been a good example of that prior to 2021 with parents coming, you know, sort of from all over the city and sometimes further afield as well. Uh, and you know sort of making sure that their children you know kind of travel in to attend that school because they want that school and Maureen McKenna who was the director of education in Glasgow at the time where the school moved to become um, a co-educational school and you know so she was kind of responsible for managing you know kind of that uh, transition at the kind of local authority level she was convinced that um, that Notre Dame was a high performing school not so much because of its all female population but rather because parents were actively choosing that school for their children and her argument was was that meant that they were really engaged in their children's mm-hmm. education and that they would really be kind of pushing them forward therefore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's absolutely fascinating. It seems a really key point to make is that uh, all single-sex schools may well attain uh, at a higher level than comparable schools, but it's not necessarily because they are single-sex schools. Um, the headline on your piece, just finally, is uh, reads, is single-sex schooling a thing of the past? So just briefly, do you think uh, single-sex schools will still be, still be part of the schools landscape in Scotland and beyond a few decades from now? Um, I think that, you know, they're pretty much non-existent now um, already in Scotland, in Scotland, certainly, yeah. in Scotland, certainly you know, um, I, I think it's possible that a private all-girls school might remain for quite a number of years to come just because it could plug a gap in the market mm-hmm. for parents and families and pupils who really want that experience. But everything is really pointing to single-sex schools becoming something of a, of a dying breed. Mm-hmm. The figures in England show that the numbers have been falling. Um, and, and then, of course, you've got the example of Scotland, where we're really, you know, sort of, we're, we're into very small numbers of 
pri and only private schools where there's you know where we have any single sex schools left and the, the other issue that is um you know sort of going to be a difficult and thorny one for um single sex schools is how they make transgender or non-binary pupils feel welcome mm -hmm. um and that's going to be more complicated for school which whether it's a school that has you know um single sex toilets and changing rooms for instance you know so when glasgow was consulting on the future of notre dame high it noted that making the school co-educational could make gender transition less challenging and could also provide um, a peer group for all gender choices. Um, so, you know, um, that would be a big issue, I mm. can imagine, for um, single-sex schools going forward, just as it is for co-educational schools. Mm. Yeah, that's another of the many thre threads that you have running through your piece. It's absolutely fascinating stuff. Thanks very much, Emma, for telling us about it. The TES Scotland long read on single-sex schools is out now at tes.com forward slash magazine. And we'll be back soon with another podcast, so join us then.